Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon. And I am Sammy Scorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Fat Chance Charlie Vega by Crystal Maldonado. Maldonado. Maldonado? Maldonado. Maldonado. Um, just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Uh, Crystal Maldonado is a young adult author with a lot of feelings. Her debut novel, <laughs> Fat Chance Charlie Vega, is a 2021 New England Book Award winner, a cosmopol- cosmopolitan best new <laughs> book, and a pop sugar new, oh my god, and a pop sugar best new YA novel. Her newest novel, No Filter and Other Lies, explores teenage life in the social media age and the lies we tell to ourselves and others. By day, Crystal works in higher ed marketing, and by night, she's a writer who loves Beyonce, glitter, shopping, and spending too much time (laughs) on her phone. Her work has been published in Latina, BuzzFeed, and the Hartford Current. She lives in western Massachusetts with her husband, daughter, and dog. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, coming of age as a fat brown girl in a white Connecticut suburb is hard. Harder when your whole life is on fire, though. Charlie Vega is a lot of things. Smart, funny, artistic, ambitious, fat. People sometimes have a problem with that last one, especially her mom. Charlie wants a good relationship with her body, but it's hard. And her mom leaving a billion weight loss shakes on her dresser doesn't help. The world and everyone in it have ideas about what she should look like. Thinner, lighter, slimmer faced, straighter haired. Be smaller, be whiter, be quieter. But there's one person who's always in Charlie's corner, her best friend, Amelia. Slim, popular, athletic, totally dope. So when Charlie starts a tentative relationship with a cute classmate, Brian, the first worthwhile guy to notice her, everything is perfect until she learns one thing. He asked Amelia out first. So is she his second choice or what? Does he even really see her? Ugh. (laughs) Everything is now officially a mess. A sensitive, funny, and painful coming-of-age story with a wry voice and tons of chisme, Fat Chance Charlie Vega tackles our relationships to our parents, our bodies, our cultures, and ourselves. Without any further ado, let's get into it! Okay, so for the listeners, there's been no visible break. We've been posting. But to us... (laughs) We have not recorded in over a month. Can you tell? And I clearly got sick in that time. The listeners <laughs> can't hear your cough. I, okay. I'm sparing them. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, so one, let, let's do a couple homework things before we oh start. Oh, God. I, I know feel. I'm reading this now. I forgot about this. I know you did. I wrote it down when I was editing <laughs> the episode that we talked about all of this in. So first of all, ah. we are way more long distance than we used to be. Uh-huh. Um, second of all. Uh, you had a few manifestations that we discussed in our um, episode on Dominicana. Uh-huh. Have you made any friends? Yes. Okay. Are you consuming good food and coffee? Yes. Did you find a good bookstore? I did, but there's another one I want to go to that I think is going to be a little cheaper. Okay. Uh, at said bookstore that you've already gone to, have you met a lesbian who works there? And are you flirting and recommending books to each other? We met once, and there were um, glances <gasps> exchanged. Oh, okay. Furtive glances, by chance? Yes. Okay, and okay. Um, But I haven't gone back, so 
I kind of need to go back. This is the yeah. one that has the um, like, what's it called? Uh, open mic nights. Open mic nights and poetry readings and Ooh. um, creative Romantic. writing night. Yes, I know, right? And creative read um writing nights. So everyone goes and just like oh my god writes together. That's so fun. What the fuck? Yeah, so it's a cafe and a um, what's it called? Como se dice? Uh, in a bookstore. The way all of the Spanish is coming back to me now, because I'm learning Czech. Czech? (laughs) No, it's because I'm learning Czech, so all of my, like, beginning Spanish stuff, I swear, is, like, at the forefront of my brain. That's funny. Your brain's, like, language learning. (laughs) No, I, like, so I went into a cafe the other day, and most people here speak enough English, and this lady did not speak any English, which is, like... (laughs) Yeah. Okay, you're in the Czech Republic. That's fine. I'm the one. But she was really helpful. I tried to talk to her in Spanish to like. That's really get, funny. Like, oh no, no. Everybody's nope. confused. Nope. <laughs> um, do you have your own room? I do. Okay. Do you love your roommates? Yes. Uh, is school great? And you love your classes? I don't know why I put classmates. Classes, yes. Classmates, no. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, did you get the internship you wanted? I did. It's such a cool yeah. internship. I'm so happy about it. Are you well under your budget? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, I think, within a reasonable marker of my okay. budget. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no physical or health issues? <laughs> I'll keep this keep one cough in. This singular cough gets to... So that sick. answers that question. Um, so and have sick. you had anything stolen? Nothing has been stolen. Look at you. Well, thank you for homework uh, yeah. and our, our, our following up. Um, further, we forgot uh, – I haven't edited that episode yet, but we forgot that we were going to be giving each other, like, a book to read during our hiatus. <laughs> you well. read the book. I did not read the book, and that's very funny because you've been far busier than me. But I forgot – because you recommended um, – fuck, that one that was everywhere with that co- cover something, Parks or something. Mm-hmm. A girl, oh, I don't know. You were recommending Magnolia? Magnolia Parks or something yeah. like that. That was uh, on and then, a book talk for a hot second and then it disappeared. Yeah, I had a friend who read one of them and was like, I don't know why people are reading this. It's really bad. Yeah, no, no. I remember <laughs> I recommended it to you and then I looked up what it was about and then I was like, oh, JK, that's not necessary. Am I getting book mail as we're recording? No way. Wait, can I go grab the box? Yes. Talk to the, talk to the people for two seconds. It'll be literally half a second. Okay. Hi, listeners. Is there anybody from Prague or the Czech Republic who wants to be my friend while I'm here? That would be wonderful. We can. I'll buy you a coffee. We can go to a coffee shop. Hit me up on Instagram. Or don't. Whatever. It's such a beautiful city. I'm so happy to be here. I just want to not be dying. That's all. I'm back. I now own okay. all of Outlander. So hell yes, you do. <laughs> I will report back about that eventually. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So you read Bet on It. Yeah. Isn't that what that was called? What? Which book was that? <sighs> the one with the bingo. Wasn't that what it was called? Bet on oh, It. Oh yes, yes, I like that it was one. Called something else. That was cute. That was really good. I liked that one. It was the wreck I wrecked you, but was wrecked to us by a friend of the pod, Sarah Thompson. Mm -hmm. Um, Great read. Well worth it. 
And then you recommended uh, everyone in this room will someday be dead, which is funny because yes. I was going to read that anyways. You started listening to it after I downloaded it. So I, I'm really excited to get to that, though. I will get to it. Okay. I, I thoroughly promise. enjoyed that. I was So I was listening to it on my hot girl walks, and I yeah. was cackling. like I love that. While I was walking. It was excellent. My friend of the pod, Finn, recommended that in our Discord like oh. last year. And I never Ooh. picked it up until I saw it on um, Scribbed, Scribed, whatever. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so I'm really excited to get to that. I spent our, what it, okay, I spent our entire hiatus reading Fire and Blood. Literally uh-huh. a month. A month. Like a month? Like a month. I did not I mean, read I a book. Reading, uh, I was reading other things on my Kindle to keep up with my like Kindle fall uh, summer reading challenge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fire and Blood did take me about a month. It is truly a fictional textbook. Yep. So, but I loved it. I'm not saying I didn't love it. I very much enjoyed it. It was just a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Longest it's ever taken me to read an 800 page book for real, for real. Thinking about Crescent City, I mean, I know the writing is so different, but that was an 800 super. page book. Yeah, that's super different. <laughs> we blew through those in like Two days four days. Each. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. days each. Yeah. That shit was crazy, bro. And I had the audiobook for Fire and Blood, but it was like I couldn't speed it up too much because it was so technical. Yeah. Uh and what have you been reading? Um, what did I read? Oh, I started um Babel. Babel. I I think Babel. we should commit to one. I think we should commit to Babel, because I refuse to say Babel. See, I think it should be Babel because I feel like it's referencing Tower of Babel. That's what it is, right? Am I like, are we wrong? I don't know. I think maybe Babel because it's like, maybe it's pronounced Babel in the UK and it's taking place at Oxford. I have a question. You're listening to the audiobook. What did it say when it started? It said Babel. Okay. So we'll let, commit to Babel. I think. Fuck, it's been a while. It's okay. It's okay. Um,. Yeah, I've been listening to that, and I'm very, very... Stay tuned. <laughs> um, I'm already like, wow, this is probably going to be one of the best books I've ever read. Ooh. Um, I think I'm like 150 pages in. Okay. Fun, fun, but fun. What else have I been reading? Um, did I read something else? I don't think so. I think that's You read it. this? I think been, yeah, I think I've been hella busy. Yeah, that's fair. I haven't. I have but... been... <laughs> For, for listeners in Europe, yeah. Um, if anybody wants to be my friend, I have yeah. two. You know, I've been listening. So usually, if I put my head like my AirPods in, or I'm walking, or whatever, I'm listening to an audiobook. But le- recently, I have been hooked on Tamino. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and hooked on Tamino. I have two tickets to go see Tamino in oh, London. Oh, you got two? That's so cute. I, I assumed I was going to make a friend who would want to come with me, and I haven't so made funny. a friend who wants to come with me. So, if somebody wants to see Tamino in London with me on November 25th. Hell yeah. Is it, or is it the 24th? It's the Friday of that weekend. Hit That's me up so on fun. Instagram. Hell yeah. To be book friends. I don't Hell know. Hell yeah. I'm looking at my Goodreads to see what else I read during our, okay. uh, our hiatus. I read Can't Resist Her, which is this uh, woman loving woman romance that Excellent. has a great cover, but it was not a good book. I'm so uh-huh. sorry. Uh, that was the one that was really cringe and you couldn't, you DNF'd. Oh, that one. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I could it was not really cringe. do it. I could and not the, do it. And it was not worth it to read it to the end. Um, the cover was so good. She was such a hey mama's lesbian, though. Like, 
which was fine. My problem was like in the end, like the the one who's trying to like now I won't spoil the good it, thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, there's a one doing the good thing and one doing the corporate girl boss thing, and the the one who does the good one doesn't. Yeah. Anyways, I also read the candid life of Mina Dave, which was good. It was like a romance, but also not. Um, Fire and Blood. I read this book called Simmer Down. It was like a food truck rivalry kind of book in Hawaii. Do they have sex in a food truck? They do not. They should oh, have, though. They should have. They should I have. mean, that probably is not hygienic, but yeah, still would have been the, hot. Yeah, no, the, you're, you have a good point there. I read Stirring Up Love, which is book two in the Taste of Love romance world, and then I read this book, Fat Chance Charlie Vega. So I guess I read a few books. I think my brain was just like, I'm not reading anything because I'm stuck on Fire and Blood for a month. But right. I guess I was I guess I was doing it. You read things. other things too. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the book because it's been yeah. yeah. Um so trigger warnings real quick. Emotional abuse that is parental, fat shaming, gaslighting, and grief. Okay. Do you need to cough? It sounded like you did. No. Okay. I think I just sniffled. Okay, okay. All right. Uh first impressions. Um, right off the bat, I was like, oh, I relate to this character too much. This is going to be too. painful. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what did it for you? Was it the narcissistic parent? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was, I think, the, just like the hyper weight loss stuff from yeah. a parent. Mm-hmm. And also the, I hold this energy for other people. Why can't I hold it for myself? Yeah. 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 Like, I'm, like, so pro-bot, like, whatever, love yourself, you're hot, yeah, but, like, why can't I feel that about myself? Yeah, there was even a line that was, like, I find other fat people super hot and attractive, why can't I give myself that same energy? And I was like, yeah. Literally. (laughs) Literally same. Um, uh, I love this cover. This cover the cover so cute. Most beautiful cover of the year, honestly, of it's books so that cute. I read this year. It's so cute. I love the style. I love the colors. Um, this is our last Latina History Month read. Uh-huh. Um, which I think was nice to end it with a happy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like happy but also reflective. It was still like a book for teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt like one. I, I'm not yes. going to lie. Yes. It was very YA. And I'm not going to say that it was to its detriment, you know, but it was uh, it was very YA. Um, I felt like, so my initial reaction was, yes, like, oh, shit, this is going to hurt. Like, I relate yeah. to this character. There's going to be some one-liners that are going to make me go, like, ooh. Um, mm-hmm. And then it got very Wattpad-y. In it the- did get a little Wattpad-y. In the, like, writing style, too, of, like, oh, and then a week went by and blah, 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 blah. And then it was, like, okay, I guess a week went by. Like, the writing itself was very, like, I could have seen a post at the next chapter been, like, sorry this took so long to update, guys. Like, (laughs) I had a heart attack and then my mom died, you know? like Yeah, I know what you mean. um, Like, the writing was giving that, the... And, like, the fact that, like, Cal, like the characters that were introduced, I thought there was going to be more plot with some of them. Like, Cal yeah. and Benjamin. I thought there yeah. was going to be something else. Because they were, like, big in the first part. And then we just forgot about them, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
I don't and like the dialogue between her and her mom I'm sure there are moms that speak that way but I've like it was just very blatant like abuse and I feel like it could have been written in a more like uh, not so explicit way I don't know maybe that's I, it, I know people who speak to their kids like that. I, I, I've never encountered something like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm lucky for that. But it was very like, oh, you're so dramatic. Like you're like the way I was picturing this mom speaking was such a like I was picturing her speaking like a teenager. Yeah. I think there's a lot that goes into parental immaturity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think it was far off. Like I, okay. I won't unbox my own drama right now. Um, but yeah, I've it done was, it countless times. Why it was you do it because uh, I don't know who listens in my family. And I don't wanna, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be the cheese man this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's it was not far off from how um people do talk to their kids, and I also have friends whose parents speak exactly like this, and in front of God people damn. also. Okay. Like it was very spot on. I was like I think yeah. I'm more used to like very passive very like yeah. hidden shit but like still very much there and this right, is right, just right. so explicitly obviously whatever you know and what hurt for me too was listening to Charlie try to justify her mom's actions yeah. to other people and I was like yeah I know no. I know what you're doing and that's also not good. Um, yeah. I, I really just felt for Charlie in that regard. Like, I was definitely loving, like, meeting Brian, and I was okay with the work thing and, you know, and school stuff. Like, all of it made sense. And then it was, like, when she would come home, I kind of had this, like, pit in my stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know how that is. <laughs> when you're old enough to move out, it'll be okay. But, um, um, but, but yeah, it, w- it was really hard to read her relationship with her mom. And I think it's even like, it was so close to something in uh, one of m- my friends lives that I've experienced, like the mom loses a lot of weight and suddenly is like attacking the daughter. And I was just uh-huh. like, Oh, my like, I have quite literally seen this. Like, yeah, this is this is a little too close to home for me. just the way everything was happening in the story. And especially like i i don't know the whole thing with cal in the beginning where like she thinks he asked him to this like dance that's kind of it's not like prom but it's like it's like a school dance yeah it's a high school dance um it was very reminiscent of like in middle school when a guy would be dared to ask you out vibes fuck yeah I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm triggered. Yeah. So I'm triggered right now, bro. Like, come on. Ugh. Yeah. I That happened to me once. And I said no, but it was still like, and then afterwards, they like I said no, and they were like, oh, like you thought he actually asked you? Yeah. Like, I was like, uh, what the fuck just happened? I, yeah, mine was worse. I said yes. Oh, no. Yeah. And then it was played out for an extended period of time. Bro. Yeah. Who was it? Can we, can you just tell me? Yeah. Anyways, moving forward. Uh-huh. What else? Um, I definitely, I mean, obviously as a YA book, everything was a little um, predictable, right? Yes. When you're an adult yeah. reading it. Like we meet Brian and Brian is so 
cute. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's, yeah. She's like, oh, my God, he's, like, so cute. He's like, <laughs> like, all okay, right, I know cool. where this is going. <laughs> good, yeah. good, good. I'm glad that Callie Asshole is not the love interest because I hate right. when – I was like, is it going to be bully? I don't want a bully redemption. Yeah, yeah, I don't like bully redemption. They don't deserve it ever, in my mm-hmm. opinion. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I liked Brian. Also, the – oh, like, as soon as – like, I was also – it was getting near the end, and I'm like, okay, where's the third act? Like, how's the breakup yeah, yeah. happen? You know, and then the I didn't read the back of it though. So no, like, me neither. The fact that they put that in, like they put the third act break. I don't know. I guess they usually do. Like, yeah. The reason that they're gonna have the that like, are we gonna stay together or not? Thing. Right, right, right. I loved the representation in this book. It was excellent on every level. The mm-hmm. side characters, Charlie herself, um, the like cute little thing about like even though her mom was white, her mom like started to cook uh, Puerto Rican food better than her dad had. Like uh-huh. I loved that Bryant's parents were lesbians. I loved that. I love that there was no white character except for her mom that got yeah. like more than a few lines. Yeah. And Cal, I assume, but... Yeah, I also assume. So, like, the white people were the bad people. (laughs) Which is usually true. Yes, (laughs) it is. (laughs) Historically, that's true. Um, (laughs) I just really... And I loved also... I loved Charlie's character. Like, I felt like I really related to Charlie's character on probably too many levels. But I loved that when she went to her cousin, aunt's baby Uh shower. Uh Can't remember. Um, And... Ooh, was it? And there was, no, not even that. Sorry, I'm thinking about her own birthday. And her mom's, like, boyfriend, like, tries to speak to her in Spanish. And she's like, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, like, wow, relatable. (laughs) Yeah. Super relatable. Um, But I also loved, like, her relationship with her cousins to the point where it was like, oh, she calls one night and is like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're uh, roller roller skating or whatever. Do you want to come? And I was like, yes, this is literally what it's like to, one, have a lot of cousins and two, <laughs> have, uh, like, Latina cousins because they're just like, you down? <laughs> like, you coming? <laughs> so I just really, I loved the representation. I loved that also Amelia was by. I loved that Pan. we got to s- Pan, sorry. Yes. Pan. I thought yeah. you said hang on for a second. Oh, no. Yes, that she was Pan, that she got to uh date a guy and a girl in the book i was like this is just so fun like uh, this is what this is what i wish we had when we were ya reading level you know what i mean yeah like this kind of book would have been my heart and soul (laughs) i know i would have i would have obsessed over this book when i was 13 years old absolutely i would have been like oh my god look at all the actual real life things happening in this book yes versus like it just also made me think of The Summer I Turned Pretty. I don't know why. I think it was because that was the most recent YA, YA book that I read. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No rich white kids in this one. Peace. No. <laughs> Summering in the whatever it's called. Yeah, I almost said Cape May, but it wasn't Cape May. It was in like wherever it was. Cape Cod. Cousins. Cousins, Yeah. Anyways. Near Cape Cod, or is like yeah, it's yeah. something? It's somewhere outside of Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I don't remember, but yes, you're you're right. Before we move on to discuss the rest of Fat Chance Charlie Vega, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. What else? Also painful relating to uh, shopping in stores when they don't have your sizes. Yeah. Oh, my God. For real, for real. When I first yeah. moved to Portland and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the mall. Literally nope. nowhere carries above like a small or a medium. Bro, I have been trying to shop here. Going to Zara. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and yeah, I went to Mango. Didn't have mm-hmm. above a medium in literally. Anything. Yeah, it is terrifying. Yeah, I- I'd be like shopping in the men's section now. I'm like, they carry XXLs in the men's section. The yep. fuck? The yep. fuck? That's not because cool. it's socially acceptable to be an XXL as a man. Yeah, the world likes big boys, mm. but never big girls. Nope. <sighs> Depressing, but yeah, no, I totally agree. And then what hurt me too was when. Her mom, who has had this experience, that experience like before. understands where she's coming from, would still refuse to like take Charlie into stores where she could actually find something that fit her. Yep. I was just like, bruh, fucking hate people, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hate, hate, hate people. It, it was very reminiscent of like the people on TikTok who were like, I was formerly fat and now I'm really skinny. And, you know, here's things I would never do again. It's like, okay, well. Yeah. You're just mean. <laughs> yeah. Keep the self-hatred inside, bro. <laughs> we don't want I it. Don't want it. I we don't want hear it. it. <laughs> I, you uh, know what's interesting being here? I'm around girls who are, that I'm not usually around anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the 19 to 21 year old yeah. white sorority girls who are size <laughs> zero to you know? That sounds like a my worst nightmare situation. Bro, bro. Nightmare blood um, rotation. I have been in class, and they have tried, like, squeezing through desks or whatever. And the desks are really, like, because they're small classrooms. Mm-hmm. And how many times have I heard, um, oh, my God, I'm so fat. I'm like, oh, my God. I just look up, and I just, I, I give, I am holding nothing back. I am giving death glares left yeah, and right to these should. bitches. Yeah. As you should. I fucking hate people, bro. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Like, I'm just like, I, I think I did such a good job of not being around people like that anymore. Yeah. And so it's like, it's abrasive now. Like, yeah, I think it used to be much more normal for me to be around that. And now mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, I, I, I have experienced what life is like without that shit. Yeah. And yeah. That was, like, in the, like, core beginning of the pandemic when we had, like, perfectly tuned For You pages that mm-hmm. were, like, this is how real people think now. And then you would go out into the, the outside world, IRL, and it would be, like, uh-huh. people still talk like this? Literally. Like, what? We got – I haven't used – or I haven't heard someone use the F slur in oh. probably since high school. And a kid from our program got kicked out for, like – I mean, he did other shit, too. But he literally yeah. sent in the group message, like, calling someone the F-slur. And it's like, uh, Bruh. I didn't realize people still were fucking horrible like that. 
Yo, for real. For yeah. real. Like, I heard somebody recently use the R slur, and I was like, God. Just like, why? There are so many other words to use. People still say that? Like, yeah. what? Dude, it is 2022. Mm-mm. What is wrong with you? Yeah, no. But, but, uh, I understand where you're coming from. It's definitely, it, her, her, Charlie's mom was giving me that vibe. Yeah. Of like, well, because I hated myself at that point, now I have to hate everything associated with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, come on, bro. It's just old. It, it really is. It's, it's worn out. It's been there, done that. Like, it's yeah. unnecessary. And it always has been. It's just like, yeah. especially now, like, we have progressed so much. Yeah. For some things, <laughs> not yeah. for other things, obviously. But right. yeah, it was just it was, ugh. and also like it hurt me to watch the way that like, for example, like Cal's friends would interact with Charlie, right? Like the comment about like, oh my god, sorry, Cal, I thought that an elephant was about to run you down. Like, bro, what? And in that moment, I was like, okay, I know I can like Amelia because. The way she was like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I totally respect that. Um, I oh, did, when, when, she, when Amelia revealed, because we didn't read the back of the book, when Amelia revealed that uh, Brian had asked her out before, did you I, believe her? Um, or did you think maybe she was just saying that to be mean? I was like 50-50 on it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I was 50-50. That hit hard, though. Yeah, that was, like, I think many people, especially in their high school age demographic, right, like, have experienced this to some degree, unless you were, like, the popular person in your friend group. Right. Um, Just the, like, oh, or, like, somebody starts showing interest in you just so they can get to that person, like how Cal was with uh, Charlie trying to get to Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like the pacing at the beginning of the book with the dance, like, right then, I felt like that was, it was like, oh, we're already going to a dance. Like, there's already, like, a very climactic yeah. event. Yeah. And it, that was only, like, 30% of the way into the book. Yeah. I agree. It felt, And also, like, from the time in which Cal asked to the time in which the dance was, was, like, no time at all. Right. It was very quick. It was like, oh, next next chapter. Yeah, I'm getting ready for the dance. I was like, "Well, see, that's what I was saying." Like, skip, like, oh, and then like an uneventful week passed, and it was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, and my thing was like, uh, like obviously, I completely understand where Charlie was coming from, being like really excited when Cal was asking her, Uh uh, to the point where she um, didn't realize he was not asking her. Um, But in that moment where she goes to ask him, like to clarify. I got kind of frustrated that she didn't actually ask. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like, I'm really excited. Like, da da da. And he was like, Yeah, me too. Like, come on, girlie. Obviously, it could be anything. You should ask, ask, ask. So that was kind of, but also I understood like the non confrontational side. (laughs) Right. Did you have any lines? I had a few. Let me see. Let me find them. Um, About a quarter of the way through, I had to grab another color tab because it was like for relatable things yeah too relatable (laughs) okay so this one um slightly mirrored 
my topic of choice for therapy this week. And, um, yeah, I've also never dated anyone and I'm fat. Those things don't necessarily go hand in hand. But for me, I think they do. Right. Yeah. That one. Um, oh, I am endlessly surrounded by messages that tell me to love myself, to celebrate stretch marks and soft rolls, to take charge and take up space, to be unapologetic, to be me. Show off that visible belly line. Rock of what all of that. But I'm also surrounded by messages that tell me I need shapewear. I need to lose weight. I need to fit into mm-hmm. straight sizes. I need to look like an Insta girl. I need to be tiny to be loved. Yeah. Um, I had a similar one that was like, uh, that seemingly small moment made me acutely aware of my body and its bigness. And yeah. it was then that I realized that being fat is a thing, a very bad thing, according to most. The world around me has reiter- reiterated the fact that over and over in hundreds of ways since the way people eye my body and shift uncomfortably away when I'm getting on the bus, the way the gym teacher loudly tisks me and only me every time I have to get weighed at school as part of the physical fitness test. The way my doctor doesn't even hear me when I'm complaining about sinus pain and instead assures me that if I try to lose weight, that it'll fix my problems. The way most stores refuse to make clothes that even fit me. And if they do, they're much more expensive as if my body comes with my, with a fat wallet too. Yeah. So you can see why I envy Amelia so much. And I was like, ouch, ouch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I need to go stand in <laughs> the shower. <laughs> a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. There were a lot of good one liners in this book where I was like, that was extremely relatable for a YA book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. loved um, when all the shit with Cal happens and then the next morning, Amelia just shows up at Charlie's house. And I yeah. love the part where, like, Amelia is there when I wake up and I notice my phone is now on the charger and the clutch and the earrings are arranged nicely on my dresser, blah, 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 blah. The dress is no longer in the trash. Like that's, yeah. that is friendship a good friend. Care. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Friendship like that is rare. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I loved um, when Brian brought got Charlie a, a journal, like a leather bound notebook. Oh my god! Yeah, Brian was so sweet. I know we have Brian was we, such can, a sweetheart. we can we can close up soon, but Brian was a very good love interest character. I feel like yes. he hit he hit all the little sweetness boxes, you know. Yeah, and yeah. the thoughtfulness and the like, especially for boys that age. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was it's raised nice. by two women. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that had a lot to do with how his character came to be his character. And I was yes. really happy for uh, Charlie because Brian was so wonderful. Yes. And I just loved everything, like everything about their like first time holding hands vibes. It was so cute. It was so cute. And it was so realistic. Like this yeah. is how teenagers think. They're like, we're sitting so close together. Are our hands touch? Oh my God, our hands are touch. Like, I can't focus <laughs> on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> next thing i know we've watched two movies and i know fucking nothing but you know what i do know our hands are touching yeah i was just like that's so sweet so pure that's so like that first love kind of vibes and it was just so so cute and i loved it for both of them yes i love the birdhouse thing and their first little kiss and then they go back to that spot i love that brian's dream date was to like go to a museum they were such a cute little artsy couple they like, really were <laughs> and i love that charlie was like committed to her writing thing too and like was able to get win that thing that she entered because the teacher wanted her to like it was yeah. so 
it was so cute in the way that Charlie was a fully formed character. You know what I mean? Yeah. There yeah. were no little things where we weren't, we didn't get her. We got her. We got like every aspect of her. And I really yes. think that that's kind of hard to do in a, a short YA book, you know, to yeah. really be able to like, this is a full person. Like you could yeah. have written this about a real person and I, I would understand. Yeah. I agree. So I really like that. Shall we rate? Yeah. Cool. What was your rating? I'll do a, a four. I, I'm with you. With you. Okay. We've been very much agreeing lately. Yeah, I think so. If memory serves me, <laughs> I actually don't I remember. Think, if I we've know been it's been a while. <laughs> been over uh, a month. But, but I agree with you. I think this had the perfect level of representation, and it didn't feel forced, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Um. No, it felt very like yeah. These are the characters because why wouldn't they be? And I just loved Charlie. I loved her little romance. I loved her story and her life. Uh, obviously, since it was YA, the writing was a bit. Yeah, it's YA writing. Yeah, it's YA writing. Um, but I, I can't. I feel like I can't fault it for we. It's a YA. Us being yeah. twenty four and reading a YA yeah. book and not yeah. liking the YA writing. Uh, everything else, I thought. Oh yeah, was happy wonderful. birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. That's right. We've had birthdays in this time. Hashtag Virgo moment i don't know is it so virgo of us to have a book podcast it really is so virgo of us to have a book podcast honestly yeah we love our our virgo vibes you were in king's landing there's so much i was how do we not talk about that (laughs) we'll talk about it in the next one (laughs) yeah there was there was a lot of booky things that happened there were uh i'm excited to go open my outlander books now yes i was so excited i'll send you pictures fall in love with Jamie. I'm so excited for fucking everything. Yeah. You cannot beat <laughs> buying all the books in a series for $44. Like, no, you cannot. That's too good. I also got a sage green phone case, so I'll send you a picture of that, too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> How okay. Virgo of me. Um, okay, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend few- blah, blah, blah. I almost did it. Perfect. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well as always i am sam cabrera dixon i'm sammy scorestad and this has been an episode of hardcover hose if you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time the next book on our to be read list is babel by rf kuang until we meet again enjoy your reading <laughs>